You're listening to Gone Mobile, your input and output for all things .NET MAUI and mobile. Welcome back to another Gone Mobile. Alan, what are we talking about today? Oh, you're jumping right to the topic today. Well, I mean, right to the topic. We, we should probably follow the, the template we have for a show, but, you know. You don't want to make fun of my coffee or anything today? No, no. I just wanted to, uh, you know, get my dad joke in with, with template there and talking about. Oh, okay. You want to open with that? Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking about .NET templates today. <laughs> topic that's somewhat near and dear to my heart. Uh, somewhat. Why is that? Uh, well, I make one, but it, that's not the reason. I'm, it's it's because templates are good for my old memory. Mm. So if you do a lot of mobile apps, which we tend to do, I don't know about you, but I forget about things like the Android manifest and the info P list. Yeah, there's a there's. A I lot mean, of hell, items. I even forget about the plugins. Yeah, I, I don't even remember my own stuff. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I made one of those, didn't I? Yeah, you know what? I hadn't really thought about that perspective. So if, if we're talking about templates, obviously there's Maui templates in the box when you install .NET Maui. When we were building those templates, and we talked, I think, a little bit on a, a previous episode with source generators and stuff, where I think I had mentioned, you know, we had considered at one point, could we source generate some of the things that are in the template by default, like the app delegate, or like I, I at one point had thought is it better to have, you know, those things in the template or is it, would it be kind of nice if they were just hidden from you and we, we made things work? I think we made the right decision by leaving some of them in the box, because if you get to the point where you need to know how to do them, then like you're saying like, Oh, well, what does the Android manifest look like? Like what, how do I just scaffold that out? Right. Yeah. And if you had have actually generated those, I would have had some problems, right? lifecycle events, stuff that you guys don't bring out in Maui, um, kind of would have shot me in the foot. Although you would have generated as a partial, right? You would have been a good citizen. We, yes, we would have made a, a partial uh, generation of all those types and stuff. But then that does raise the question of, yeah, when I go to add those things, how do I know what to do? And actually, that that's kind of recently familiar, too. Um, I don't know if you've tried out some of the, the VS Code support for Maui. I played with it. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't quite get myself fully over because I still have a lot of XAML. Right. Well, and, and, and in early days, and, and, and I, honestly, I'm trying to remember if this got added in yet or not. I think it did. I think it has support for item templates now, right? So we can talk about the, the difference of those in a bit as well. There's two, there's VS multiple times. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I think it has the item templates now, but I do oh, remember so quote you yet. early on. At least, it, you know, when you tried to use it, it was kind of like, okay, I need to add a new page. What, how, how do I do that? I don't remember what that looks like. And so, I, you know, you'd go like find a, a file from another project and copy and paste it in. And uh, yeah, so obviously at some level, templates are nice out of the box. Um, well, I, I even on that topic, right? Like just making a XAML file, just making a XAML file. Do you, do you remember... Off the top of your head, the XML namespace that goes at the top. Uh, Do you ever remember those? No. I sure as heck don't. No, I don't. I, and and we changed I, it with Maui, right? It was a little bit different for forms. 
Oh, even if we go up higher, just the XML oh, versioning the, and encoding. Yeah. I don't even remember those half the time. I know it has to be there. Yeah. But if you ask me what it was, thank God we're not in school anymore. Because again, I'd be like, yeah, I know there's an XML thing that doesn't look like an XML tag, but it goes right at the top. It's always there. You make some templates. There's some that come in the box. I've always also kind of debated back and forth, like, did you ever have the, I think in forms we had it too, uh, where you do like a file new project and sometimes templates contain a whole bunch of stuff in them. Like even the the Blazor templates, the project templates, they've got a, a couple of things, right? I think it's been pared down over the years, but there's like a counter example and, and maybe you can select different uh, options oh, for those templates. I do remember that. But I remember in, I remember in forms day always being like starting a new project and be like, I just want these things to get out of my way, right? I want like the blank template experience. So like- when- I know who we could blame for that. I, I I got on his case about it. It was James Montemagno. <laughs> I love you, James. But he argued with me about that. I'm like, I want a blank template. I don't want all this 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 junk yeah, in my, one, in my and face. I want it all gone. And, and it's, get rid of it. it's kind of, I think, a progression of where you're at in understanding what you're working with too, right? For a new user to jump in and, and be able to see like, oh, this is kind of how things are laid out. This is how, you know, I would do some of these simple things. That's really nice. But then if if you're like me, like, you know, maybe what we should do, do, do you have a, a folder where you do like file new Maui projects? You probably don't do this as much as as me for like testing random bugs. Oh, I do more than you think. What, what's what's your count at? You know how it like automatically increments. Oh, I clean I clean out the junk though. Oh, okay, um, I, I'm only the reason I do that is that recently I cleaned out almost 400 gigs worth of bin obj yeah, folders. It adds up. It adds so it up. needed to go. <laughs> so if I check now, I'm at Maui app 32 only, but I, I'm pretty sure that I del- you know I don't ever let that get over a hundred basically, but and then I delete them. <laughs> I'm a bit OCD clean about my computer. I'm weird like that. I accept that factor, but I usually get rid of them unless there are issues I need to track, right? Yeah. But then I usually just upload it to GitHub. And even GitHub, I tend to clean up sometimes because people are like, hey, this doesn't work. And I'm like, was never dude, I made to. that like five years ago. Yeah. So past it. I, I, I think, you know, there's there's kind of the two worlds, right? And, and ultimately, maybe we need both of those worlds. Like the one for, hey, I'm not sure what I'm doing. I'm new to this. I want to start out. I want to create a new project and have something that does kind of, you know, not just nothing, but then as you get used to doing that and and then you know what you're doing, it's like, yeah, no, I just want the most basic uh, project set up so that I can do what I want and not have to go in and delete stuff the, as the first step that I'm doing. Right. Yep. I mean, I tend, I tend to usually get the stuff that's like the background jobs and the Bluetooth mm-hmm. and all the 6 million permissions that come with that. It's never usually just UI. So, and I forget those. I, for the longest time, I would spin up my project and you'd install all the nougats, but it takes forever. I just wanted to be able to check some boxes and now I can, I can just whip these things out in record time. Right. And you go to the documentation, you're like, why am I doing this? Why do I have to remember this? Yeah. Step. I don't remember. Step, I'm too old. Step. I can't remember this stuff. Yeah. Let's just put all the stuff I use. Let's put it in a template. It's great. So what, what, um, you know, diving a bit deeper into that like what what do you all have in the box these days so t- tell everyone a little bit about your templates so i have templates that started as i mean obviously for shiny um i'm a big prism user uh you know i i, I love my prism 
So I had to have that stuff out of the box and reactive UI, which we're going to talk about at some, I'm going to convert John at some point. We're going to get him in RX. I promise you it's coming. Yeah. We're going to do an episode on that. See. Anyhow, on that stuff, um, I had to have that out of the box, right? So there's at least three or four nougats right away. Those ones are pretty easy to set up, right? You get your Maui program, blah, 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 blah. It's a piece of cake. Now enter the permissions or the info P list or the entitlements. Yeah. Right. I don't ever remember that stuff. Like ever. <laughs> I, I, I don't ever remember what I have to put in anymore. I have to go read my own documentation. Right. So I was like, okay, we're getting a little stupid. Let's just, let's just, you know, I'll put all my shiny plugins there and I'll have a bunch of check boxes and I'll go check, check, check. And then it'll do all that stuff for me. And, and when you, and you know, like, yeah, it, you're talking about all of the different things and, and none of them individually are that onerous or difficult to do. Right. But it does. Exactly. The more that you kind of walk through every little piece, it's like even even copying and pasting, you know, one line from here into there, another from there into here. That takes time by the time you go through it. And it's probably really easy to miss or or slightly, you know, do one step wrong or something. Right. And then you end up at the exactly. point where your app's running and you're like, hey, I'm good. I've done this a million times and you don't know why something's not working and maybe figure out only after hours of debugging, oh, I missed this line <laughs> or I, I pasted something incorrectly, right? And it really is that easy. I've done that before. I think I was telling you last week how I was losing my marbles because I missed one line of something and I was like, okay, that's going in the template too. So I don't forget. So for right, don't screw up again. for things that go in the in the platform files. So you mentioned Android Manifest. There's the info p list on iOS. Um, these types of Occasional things, entitlements, the entitlements, yeah. yeah. And and so we have some of these things in a you know, new Maui app template, and they're there for you to edit and everything. I've always gone back and forth on sort of the like where's the right spot for people. One for people to learn how to actually use those things right because if i'm following some documentation for like an android thing they're going to tell me the xml to put in my android manifest and that's pretty easy for me to manually do you know one to one yep. but I've, i also kind of always prefer that that kind of stuff is in my more net kind of area so like for android permissions forever you've been able to use an assembly level attribute to do some of the manifest stuff true um what they weren't working for a while though, but now they're working again. Okay. The challenge there. So if you do libraries, so that's a good segue. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry to interrupt your thought, that's okay. but this is a good one. And I love that you said it because there are cases where people don't want you to auto register those permissions right. because they may not be ready to take it them yet. Yep. Um, I don't know. I've heard a whole whack of reasons and, and they actually made quite a bit of sense, yeah. right? Like don't do the magic I, for me because right. I, I had that with, when I did the mm -hmm. old, old, old zebra crossing uh, barcode scanner thing for Xamarin forms, I had included, you know, camera permissions, I think by default, which seems yep. logical. Right. Uh, but then yeah. somebody came along and was like, well, I'm not, I'm only using the library to generate barcodes to display. So I don't want this permission. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but there's unfortunately no easy way. You know, I could. I don't know if I ever removed it or not because that's kind of a weird breaking change for people who already depend on it. But yeah. anyway, good example. And of you don't want to deal with that for everyone, you're, right? You're not going to want to deal with that. Like, I just 
you're going to use it for the scanning. Right. Mostly. Yeah. Right? So why are you going to separate it just because of this one? I don't want to call it a random use case, but it's certainly an edge case, right? Yeah. And, and there were tricks to to prevent that, right? Um, I, I it wasn't It hasn't been around that long, but I know, I, I think even in Xamarin Forms, eventually there was support to use, like Android has this concept of manifest merging and there's like weird XML stuff you can do to say, hey, I know that the temp, the manifest comes with this, but I actually want to like remove a node or, you know, change the value of something. Uh, That's right. So there's rules you can kind of write to influence your build that way. I know I've seen people try and do stuff similar to that with like injecting version numbers and stuff into their app as they build it. Um, yep. But that's all kind of hard and messy. Um, so that's that's one reason why I've kind of liked the idea of trying to do it in, in that more .NET space. But you're right, that doesn't really give you the flexibility necessarily to, especially like an assembly level attribute, you can't really conditionally include that super easily. Um, and then the things tend to change, right? Yeah. So if you think about like SDK versions, right? So they've started doing that. I want to say around, you know what? I'm not even going to guess because I can't guess. But you started having to put like the minimum level and then then it's supposed to cut over to this next level of permissions, right? Yeah. So those attributes weren't caught up right away. And at the end of the day, I finally just decided, you know what? Let's just do this in the man the Android manifest because that's easy. It, it, this is the one-stop shop right. of everything we're going to put in. And... The challenge became there is that as you as I started adding more and more of these plugins, which I did, I, I started going outside of Shiny because I use a lot more than Shiny, including Zebra Crossing, by the way. Hmm. Um, and I started putting them all into the manifest, but then you get duplicates. Right. So then your template had to get smart and go, well, if it's this, 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 or this, or this, include these permissions, right? So... How, how do you it, do that in the... I mean, I know it's all it's all open source, right? Your Your template work. Yep. So, but I'm I'm curious, like, how do you does the the templating engine have enough for you to go and like do some stuff afterwards where you can I don't know do you get to run code or like how do you reason about editing that so manifest? The, so the templates we're talking about today are part of the .NET SDK, mm -hmm. like the .NET new. Um, there's other ones. There's like the old school Windows ones that build into Visual Studio. The .NET new ones that I'm working with. They're a little bit better because they still hit VS for Mac. I know we're not supposed to say that because it's old and dying, mm -hmm. but it works there. Mm -hmm. it, and you can make it work in the command line and you can make it work in VS for Win. And eventually, I'm hoping, maybe John will give us a hint, VS for VS Code. Um, you may not even know that because that's outside of Mac. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was really involved with um, the initial sort of prototype of the Maui support in VS Code. And then, um, you know, as I have trouble finishing projects always uh it was nice to be able to hand that off to the team that <laughs> that you know helped really turn it into you know productize it and, and tidy up all the loose ends and really make it you know what it is um but at the time i know we were i think the templates were like hard-coded in at some point um but i know there okay. was there was like that was a hey like let's let's do things like let's iterate rapidly right and so i, I the thought was always yeah down the road we definitely want to make that a better experience and i don't know if that's happened or not yet so, I mean, there are, you can use .NET command line with .NET new and, and build your project mm -hmm. and have some validation and stuff. Um, but really it was about uh, like getting in that, all those conditional stuff, right? Which is what you're asking. You you can write, 
essentially if statements um, in comments, right? So you, if you're in a markup type file, you'll do your comment out mm-hmm. XML. What is that? Uh, Pac-Man. Yeah. Bash dash dash. You know. Yep. Um, so you'll do stuff like that. You'll put like a compiler statement, like a hash sign if, and do just variables, uh, okay. right? Right. So every check checkbox you name is essentially a variable. Right. And right? so you you're, you're going like to combine a bunch of those because you were talking about you know having like duplicate entries and stuff. So presumably yep. every new thing you add is kind of like okay, if if this permission is going to get added, you know, it's kind of like any of these variables that get checked gets it added in, yep. so you don't duplicate. Cool. Well, and and then there's also some dynamic choices, right? So like a maps, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have two map libraries, but I support like there's Google Maps because sometimes I want Google Maps. Yeah. There is an open source library out there, um, and I want it on both platforms, or do I want the Maui ones, right? So they, you can do conditional logic like a single flag and merge them. So I have like a uses map that checks both right. values, and then that becomes a, a variable throughout the template, which is fabulous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's other logic they have. So if you want to take like an app center key, that's a common one that I take. Yeah. And, and if I fill that out, I want it to include the app center library. And I also want it to re- search and replace a specific variable. So you say, this is the name of the variable as a string, and it'll go through your whole project and search and replace. So the templates are actually extremely powerful like that. It's, it's, it's awesome to be able to just do this stuff with a minimal amount of work. And at the end of the day, when you're done and you've tested them, you can just wrap it all up in a NuGet package and ship it. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's extremely helpful. And I don't know, it's the time savings for me has been killer. So because I, I tend to do a lot of POCs as well. So did, are you, you know, kind of going back to the the question of like how you, you manage putting things in the right places, like for for Android, for Android manifest, are you actually, edit you know dynamically sort of adjusting the content of that file that gets created then and do you do yep. the same like info p list like you're not trying to, to do any of those things in uh are you doing any of them in like build targets or build you know item groups and stuff oh you lead that one yes um kind of the cool way i mean you guys do i think you include a basic entitlements now right yeah yeah yeah, because the problem is entitlements are hard because they yes they need to have different things for different scenarios within the same app, right? Right. So think about push. You know, we've talked about that in the past. Mm-hmm. For debug, you need to point at the development environment for iOS push. For anything release, you're probably pointing at production. Yeah. But then you've got any slight variables in between, so. I don't know. I think it you filed the bug. Yeah. The so when when we yeah when we figured some of that out, and then like Catalyst is a whole other thing where if you want to to do like inspect the web views for like a Blazor app in Catalyst, you need a certain entitlement. Uh, but that oh, that yes. doesn't work if you want if you put it in your iOS app. So we ended up with I think you know four different entitlement files that were going to go in the template, and that seemed excessive. I don't. I, and not just the files themselves as much as the um, entries in the CS prod, right? So those, all of those files had like conditions on there include in the CS project and like a file new template. And and I really, I have a thing. I really want the the, the project file to be small when you start. Yes. Like if, if it can, if it, you know, if you're doing something like your templates and 
your choices cause a number of things to get included in there. That makes sense. But I, I don't want to have like four different property group things with different, you know, uh, or item group things with different um, item includes with mm-hmm. conditions that, you know, condition around like the uh, target platform, which if you look at that condition in a new project, like that's kind of a gnarly strain too, right? That's, that's a whole yep. other topic. Um, we're, we're, <laughs> I think there's, there's been talk and conti- continues to be talk about getting people to, uh, or getting that, you know, a little bit neater, less verbose, but at the end of the day, yeah, we saw all those files. I'm just like, can we do this in a better way? And so I think out of that, you know, Rolf on the, the iOS team, Basically, it's like, yeah, well, I'll just add some item groups and, and you can include, you know, entitlements right in a certain item group. And those will automatically get added to the right file. Right. Um, Which is awesome. Yeah. And, and the reason it's awesome is because, well, you were going to include four entitlement files. That's great for, well, I don't want to say it's great for out of the box. It's all right. Yeah. But if you think about like there's companies I work with that have a lot of build variables. I'm working with one right now that has a lot of build yeah. variables. Right. So those files become exponential, right? Yeah. Because you have to code it for each case. So this current company, I would have ended up with like 32 of them or something. Yeah. Or, or you so could have probably done not like a weird, you know, build step to gen- like, it just, it's messy to try yeah. and do that. Right. And it just didn't make sense. But when you had filed this, this bug to say, Rolf, can you make this easier? He already had a solution yeah. and it, I don't even think it's documented anywhere. And I was like, oh my God. That's the answer to my prayers. That solves all the build issues in one shot. Um, so I started following that path. So when I, not only do I generate the entitlements, um, but I, I do it in the CS proj so that people can grow their, yeah. you know, those rich build variables. Cause that's what I end up doing, right? Is all these rich variables yes. where entitlements, just your easy entitlements, like a debug and a release version, they just don't cover enough of that. But when you can do them programmatically and generate them with all the if conditions, oh, it's it's it, it scratches an itch, that's for sure. You know, this, this is another kind of sidebar, um, but I, I've been meaning to and I've never executed on it. One of the my the things I'd like to do, maybe I'll I'll tackle it this year yet, is to develop, not develop, create a, a you know, a talk for a, a conference or something or a session that just goes over like. Get, learn a little bit about MS build and CS project files and targets and properties, because I feel, and this is what I think why I, I had such a strong reaction opposing adding more stuff to the default template, because I think historically people look at, at those files. And, and I think this conversation is actually still applicable to templates because I think people have looked at those project files and just like deer in headlights, right? Like, Oh, I don't know what to do with this. This looks really complicated. And and if but they were traditionally huge. Well, I was gonna say, if you go back some years, not that far, obviously just in the Xamarin timeframe, right? Those project yep. files, they were gnarly. And there's like, you know, GUIDs in them that you're like, uh, why is the, what does this mean? Why is it here? <laughs> project type GUID and you know, like eventually I, I feel like I started to memorize those GUIDs and know to look and be like, yep, that's a this type and that's okay or that's not. But yeah, people have kind of developed a a fear, I think, of these project files. But now that we have the you know, SDK style project, I think is what they were called originally. Yeah, they're shorter. They're much simpler to understand. And if you learn just a little bit about some of those basics, like how a 
a, an item group works and how it's different from a property group and how to include and exclude items. And, and you know, you can go down the rabbit hole, but I think if you learn just a little bit, you can start to do some really interesting things with your own projects like that. Um, and, and we get questions like, like even in a Maui project, uh, maybe you've got, you know, an image uh, that you're using e- uh, for your app icon is a, is a good example. Like I know I've on Android, you know, my app icon, I, I, th- I think I used the fancy foreground and background icons and it, it figures out how to turn that into the right, like Android equivalent that supports that concept. But on iOS, they, like, iOS doesn't really have that concept of like a, what, what do they call those, those icons on Android? There's a term for it. Oh, I don't remember. Adaptive icons, right? Is that it? There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got there. Good memory. Okay. Yeah. Um, so adaptive icons, but there's not really a concept of that on iOS. And I forget the reason, but at some point in my app, I was like, yeah, I don't really want to, like, uh, Maui tries to to kind of do the work for you if you specify both so that you can have those on Android, but then you can, you know, just have the one generated for you for iOS because iOS only has like you know, the one image as the icon. I think I didn't like the layout differences between the two platforms. And so I'm like, well, I want to do it slightly different on iOS. Well, the easiest way to do that is just, just go in your it project file you, and, and use conditions, right? Like just, I'm, if it's Android, I'm going to do include this one. If it's iOS, I'm going to include this. And, you know, <laughs> it just works. It triggered you. It triggered you it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I I think that yeah trying to um, one keep template or project files in templates shorter smaller more concise is helpful to the goal of having people understand a little bit better of what's going on in there. But I, and and then also to your point, if you're generating if you're creating a template and there are some things that you can do that make sense to do in the the project file like that. Um, like those entitlements and stuff like that's going to help people, you know, learn and, and get more comfortable with, oh, I I checked these things. This is what I got. And now I understand how to go in and, and maybe add a new one if I need to. I, I know at one time we were even talking about putting and I did a PR for this and it's sitting there because it's a big one. Right. You remember when we were talking about permissions? And we were going to put them in the CS Proj as well. So we yeah. put in like Bluetooth LE. Oh, did you actually or, do a PR for that? Yeah, I, it's been yes, a while. I did. Uh, we'll have- actually, no, I did a feature request and I said, go over here because I built it. Okay. And then I know you guys were like, well, this is a big one to take on now. And which yeah. I get. It, it was a, And you know what? When I think back on it, because of the way the Android system continues to evolve, this is where the templates really take off for me um, to kind of wrap up wrap back into why templates are so good mm-hmm. was the Android evolution of permissions. I mean, just between 13 and 14 was like a, come on guys, really? Yeah, there right? was a lot. And so you guys would always be rushing to catch up on this. Yep. And it just, well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. It, it becomes, it's good for users. Yes, it's easy. Um, But it, it's, it's, it would be work to keep it up yeah. to date. Like even permissions now, I mean, it's good that you guys have that pluggable permissions set in essentials, Yeah. but even that, like people are asking, Hey, can you update this? And you're like, yeah, we'll get to it. Just take a breath. Yeah. In the meantime, yeah, in the meantime, you can help you yourself. You can make your own. Yeah. And, and, yeah, that, and right? that API, I remember when we designed that, uh, 
I think it was like Matthew and I that, that were in James, uh, when we all three of us made the original Xamarin essentials library, that was very intentional to be like, we know that these change like crazy. How can we make it in a way that people can extend it themselves? And so, yeah, it's like, well, there's a pretty easy workaround. You can just do this, but, and, and the same, but the same would be true for the, the project template stuff, right? Like, yeah, you know, I got, Maybe, maybe, uh, the way to do that would have been to, you know, have some kind of escape hatch of like, you know, we don't have the cross platform, uh, key for, you know, that all those permissions, but maybe there's like the Android specific one that you could add with conditions or whatever. But and that actually raises a good question. I, I don't think there's a way with Android to affect those from those, the MS build side of things. Is that, does that true? Do you know, like, can I declare somehow a permission in, Android in an oh, item group and have that flow through for me. Not that I know okay. of, unless the the Android team is hiding something like uh, Rolf and the IO, iOS team was. Yeah, I, I don't think there is something. I know, like I, we talked about the C sharp kind of version of it, but that's not quite the same. And it's not the the manifest isn't quite as dynamic, anyways. Yeah, like you don't really need the if conditions, um, like you do with entitlements. Apple's a bit more painful yeah, there. Yeah, no, that's true. And then you have to match your provisioning profile up and you're like, oh God, somebody shoot me now, right? Yeah. Whereas the manifest, it's just, you need the permission. That's it. If you're going to use GPS, you got to include the, however many flags it is now. Like it's not optional. And if you don't call them, you don't call them. Yeah, they, they need. I mean, you should there. call them because it's, it's going to go to the app store and it's going to say, this app does indeed have these permissions, whether or not it uses them figure it out actually that going back to the attribute that was the other one right so if you guys had have included the permission attributes in essentials for example and it didn't trim it would have gone to the store and said well this app needs permissions for everything under the sun yeah meanwhile they're using i don't know maybe just the device display measurements and they're not touching so that that's another reason why the attributes would have failed right yeah they just would have been too much and people would have been like, I don't know. Yeah, and iOS used to flag those down. They're like, why do you have, why do you have this there? That, that You shouldn't have that there because you're not using it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And they would even fail on that. I think they're a little bit more lenient now. Yeah, I um, think so. But they, yeah, it can still get weird if you're trying to, you know, say that you're going to do things, then you're not doing them or vice versa. So, and you definitely have to right. watch out for that. Well, as with any new app you send to Apple, you got to sacrifice it like a like a newborn yeah, or a pint of blood yeah. to get on there. So uh, it's just kind of part of the process. It's part of the fun being a mobile developer. Um, so we we you talked about we've talked about like permissions and entitlements uh, and NuGet packages. Is there other stuff that your your templates generate in for you? Did we miss any parts? Oh. No, but I, I guess the only thing is, is that I said I started with Shiny. I did Prism. You know, I love that you guys have um, Shell, but I, I'm a Prism fan. I love I love Prism. It works. So I had to include that. But it, it quickly grew to be just like community-wide because there's a lot of stuff I use. Like everybody uses SQLite, PCL, Net. Yep. I get that backwards. I think everybody. I just get that one reversed. Yeah, Anyhow. one of the two. So it's in a template. I like that there's still uh, PCL in the name, but you know, I, I mean, right. I, I get it. I get it. Frank probably doesn't want to, uh, you know, lose the association or like people. That's what they look for. Right. So. Right. It's been around for a long time now. Yeah. Right. And then there's other great packages that like Gerald. Uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name because I never do it justice. You know it. Gerald B. 
but no there it, you go yeah Ger- gerald has built some cool stuff so he like he's gone more the route of the the plugin kind of template right so like if you're gonna yeah. go build this when we call them plug or people have adopted plugins i think that was kind of james you know spearheaded that which was <coughs> an easy way to identify <coughs> what oh did you did sorry you? sorry i was in there too i didn't know I, didn't, I I got to learn my history better. I had no idea. Him and I had a had a had a a battle going on for who was going to release more at the time. <laughs> going back, all the plugins, but that it was that was successful because I I think a lot of people have learned. Hey, if I go search for plugin, you know, I kind of know yeah. that's probably going to be something Xamarin or now Maui related. Uh, so yeah, Gerald has that template out. We'll put links to to all the ones we're talking about, of course. And but Gerald also has a whole bunch of really well done actual plugins out of that. Yes, yeah. Right? And and that that was, I think, you know, the, the learnings going back. And probably the same thing, I think, right? As you like, hey, I use these things all the time. I'm sick of starting from scratch and going back and copying and pasting yep. and remembering. So let's just build the thing and use it that way. Uh I, I even built a I didn't end up releasing it. I because I think I started building a pop-up plugin. And I, I, so I pulled his template to use it like a pop-up page plugin. Um, but then I, I kind of, you know, reduced things enough that I'm like, this isn't really a plugin. This is just using a page and like setting a couple things. Um, there's no need for a plugin here. And so I, I have a, I had a blog post on like how to do it instead, um, to use like just normal XAML, Xamarin, uh, not Xamarin, Maui pages in XAML and making them, you know, translucent pop-ups instead i do remember that you had a nice little toast it yeah. came up from the bottom yeah where i used it was only a couple months ago I, I had problems with some of the the plugins out there on all the platforms working how i wanted them and i'm like you know what what if we just do it more simply anyway to to put that out there though he was going to write it from scratch anyways because that's what john no, does i was using a plugin and uh, it wasn't working <coughs> and i tried to debug it and i couldn't figure out on why it crashed on catalyst and couldn't if i tried to build a smaller repro and so i that's that's where we are now he would have built it himself that's all right gotta love john because he goes out and invents things that fix it fix things yeah. for us so yeah that's all right and i even wrote the, the blog post but he's time. in denial about it he's in <laughs> denial about it uh yeah so there, there's gerald's you know thing if you're making an actual plugin that you want to publish to NuGet and, and share with others and it makes that part easier um what what other ones are there out there there's uh there's an individual I, what's his name here I think his name is VJ. He makes, uh, I think he makes probably one of the Uber ones. Um, I think it's, and correct me, I, I haven't used it obviously because mm-hmm. I have my templates that work for me. Oh yeah, Mr. Um, uh, hey, but look I, at this guy who doesn't, you know, builds, builds his own stuff for everything using your own <laughs> templates. I knew he was going to hit me with that, but it works for me. I, it has all, I think, um, and forgive me, I think his name is, is VJ. I think he his is more um, the pretty template, so it's built right into Visual Studio. I think there is a .NET new, but he does a lot of that stuff, like setting up, you know, the Android stuff, um, pretty much everything. He targets Windows. I don't target Windows because uh, I don't use yeah. that personally, but he does all of it, and and that's fantastic. Um, so that's out there. It looks like he's been. I'm just looking at the, the GitHub, which we'll add as a link. Um, it looks like he's really been iterating on this and adding a lot of good stuff, um, like shell pages mm-hmm. with Razor. Oh, we'll, we'll take a look at the link. He's he's been busy, that's for sure. Um, 
this is probably one of the ones that's good. It looks like a lot of item templates, which is fantastic. Yeah. So do, um, do you want to talk about that briefly? Segue into it. Like there's, we, we mentioned it kind of, there's different types of templates, right? There's the whole project. Right. And then, you know, that's when you're starting from fresh. But the other thing is, is those item templates. So when you go to add, like we talked about, like if I'm going to add a new XAML page, like I don't remember how to do that. So within <laughs> the project, when you do like add a new item, there's that whole other category of templates. And so right. Maui ships with like the, the XAML content page, a XAML content view, the, the C-sharp version of both of those. I don't know if, I, I think we have some other stuff too. Each platform, you know, has, I think some of their own as well. Like, I don't know if Android still like has an like RESX a, file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Lots of, lots of little things um, that's out there. So I only have a couple, right? Like if you're doing um, like a job, so Shiny has okay. jobs, yeah, right? right? I have a little template there. Oh, that's cool. That you can say, create a job. Whoopee. It just, basically it's helping you. This is, this is what you need to reference. Here's some namespaces to help get you started. Here's some basic text because it's also good. You can document right in there yeah. for the users. Cause it's just the same old, like here's a text file, replace it. It puts their namespace in. So you're not offending anybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Namespacing is a fun argument. Right. Yep. So it, it does all that for you and it's great. So this one has a lot of item templates. Now, when we talk about .NET new, there's kind of three phases of, of templates. There's solution. So you can generate like a massive solution with like an app and kind of a whole bunch so of like project references. Multiple, yeah, multiple want. projects in it. So if you're going into enterprise architecture, um, it's great. I usually don't go that route personally. Um, I usually do like a blank solution and start adding projects because then it gives you a little bit more fine grain control yeah. how you want to do it. And then you'll have templates for your server and templates for your Maui app, et cetera. Um, so that's how I do it. I don't do the solution templates. And then, like I said, we just talked about item templates. So they're part of that. Now, the other part to it is, well, I said, we've got these .NET new templates. There's also ones that you can build like kind of the old school way, build it into Visual Studio. Um, Visual Studio has pretty rich mechanism there. So you could do a lot of dynamics. So there's another one um, by Matt Lacey called Maui App Accelerator, which I think is extremely popular. Okay, yeah. It's a lot more user-friendly. You can build a lot better interfaces than with .NET New. Yeah, I've never um, tried to build one of those types. Can you like go to the extent of, like, do you throw some WPF you know, pages or something in to do that? Yeah. Or is it Windows Forms? Or, I'm or not Windows sure. Forms, yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's um, VS, it's likely, I would guess, WPF, but... Probably. Uh, and it builds into VS for Win. There was a slightly less documented version for VS for Mac, which I know a lot of people right. still did. I think these ones do it. Don't quote me on it. I haven't looked. Um, but you're able to do a much nicer interface and a lot more dynamic, yeah. right? So for instance, like my template is, is flipping huge. It it needs a scroll bar, right? It, it's But it, but it, it does long. the scroll bar at least for you, right? Like it, 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 it does it, now. They planned it. Oh, it yeah. didn't. I had to actually contact and like, say, can hey. you guys add us? Yeah. And I think it got the attention of some of the VS guys going, oh, yeah, you're using this to that. Yeah. It'd be nice if you could include some validation or maybe some, if this is checked, then show this. But they don't right. have that yet. So anyhow, with, with the VS extensions, it's just like writing an app. Yeah. So well, that's, that's the, a lot of challenges. work to do too, right? And then to keep up with it. Right. And... Well, VS, VS for Win, I think it's pretty easy. It doesn't look like it's changed at all. But, you know, VS Code is coming, which I keep hinting, John, find something for us. Give us a, 
give us a thing. Yeah, right? no, is it coming? I mean, the, the the VS Code is is an interesting one though too because the the sort of the goal or maybe you want to call it mission statement to an extent of creating the VS Code extensions for for both .NET like the the plain CS Dev Kit, but also the Maui you know Dev Kit one as well was really uh the internal conversations were really around like let's not like let's 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 do this slowly and wisely and don't yep don't go in assuming that we're trying to copy the the vs windows experience over to vs code because vs code has its own sort of you know ux guidelines and ways that that developers expect to interact with it a lot of that revolves around command line stuff and like commands you know in the command palette to to execute command line things um so i don't i don't know that we'll see necessary i mean i'm i'm not involved in the planning or for it so i can i can say this with you know enough ignorance to to know that it's either true or not i have no idea but i don't think we'll see any any movements anytime too soon around trying to recreate a ui around that like the the flow of vs code is very much like if Maybe what we would see is, um, hey, like new new project, and that would open up the command, like the the top, you know, input kind of thing, where sometimes yep. it's a list, right? And you can kind of start going through selections that way. That would be kind of the VS Code way to do it. But that becomes rather lengthy if you have all of the options like you do, right? Like a, imagine that thing popping up like I don't know, fifty <laughs> times or something, and you're like, yes, no, yes, no. It, yeah, it'd be pretty annoying. Yeah. And trying to remember all the command line switches. Well, that was my next for, question, right? Like the command line stuff, do you, can you only, do they have any inter- interactive mode yet at this point? I, I can't even remember it. No. Okay. It's just, so you yeah, say like the argument, you can, you can validate it and say, look, dude, you didn't supply this, forget it. Like yeah. this is, this is a requirement, but that's about it. Like there's not a lot of validation in these. We're talking about like .NET new templates is basically dropdowns. So multi-select. Right. Checkboxes and string replace. Yep. Like that's about as rich as it gets. Now that's awesome for a template, but try doing that, all those switches. In, in a, yeah. I mean, my templates don't even fit on my 4K 42 inch monitor. Right. Right. I have to scroll down. It's like two pages now. Um, so like I don't know how I do that at command line. Yeah, no, at that point at that I'd point it's not having... really useful in a sense because like I, I like I guess maybe you go you have like a here's an example command that you could copy and paste with every option, right? And then like, I can go and just put that in, in like, you know, a, a code editor, replace my values and then go and paste that in. But like, oh yeah. It's a lot. It's hard. Now you're remembering the command line versus remembering yeah. the actual manifest and stuff. It's like, it's not doing it justice yeah, you've, you've kind of traded one problem for another. Although maybe it's exactly. still a, a smaller problem to, to try and figure that out. Now, my shameless plug is if there's anybody out there, so they're called the shiny templates, but I'm trying to make them more community. Um, actually, John's already given me a bit of crap because I don't have his virtual list view, oh. which actually recently solved a good problem for yeah. me. And he wants to get it out there. So I have to put it in. It's it's listed. It's on my to-dos. Man. It's an easy one. It's, it's just a new guy, right? Do, oh, here's a question. Do you do anything around, like, so my list view plugin has a... You have to like do the the uh, app builder, you know, use Maui virtual list. Oh, yeah, call. Yeah. Do you do that stuff? That's all in there. Oh, yeah. And nice. the namespaces. I may even put it in the global namespaces if it's one that's kind of more wow. backend based. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all there. Well, that's cool. You don't have to do anything. You just have to remember it. Then the namespaces are dealt with. 
the registration in the Maui program CS is done. It's great. Yeah. I don't have to remember anything anymore. Well, and that's, and that's so if you're asking me a point, question, right? you like, you don't ask me a question cause I don't know anymore. Yeah. You, you want to, you want to, and that's, that's why, I mean, that's why we use these things at the root of it is to, to have to not remember or to not, not know, but I mean, not know the exact thing, right? Like I, I, right. you know, the concepts and when you see the code, it's like, yep. Okay. But I don't need to you know memorize it. Um, like I said, open book tests, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, are we missing anything on templates? We covered it all. I'm sure there's so. always more, but you know. I think it's I think the, the main point is is if you if you even consider building your own templates, because I know there's a lot of people out there, like ASP.net's even more of a religious ceremony, like some yeah. swear by like mediator and some swear by fast endpoints and all that stuff. And right, if there's one that works for your organization, I have kind of put it out there, like put it in a nuget. Yeah. Or, sorry, put it in a, a template because you're going to wire up more of these apps, like all the microservices. We won't go into that. But if you have a template, instead of trying to guess what versions you're using or what technologies you should be using in your company, you download the template, run it, gives you a nice pretty UI. You go check, 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 done. Right? Yeah, exactly. It, you, you can standardize. Yeah. Well, people, people standardize, you know, organizations will standardize like, you know, coding uh, best practices and stuff like that. So like, this is just kind of another step in that sense too. Right. But the thing is, is that a lot of companies will create their own nougats as well. Right. Yep. And because they've made this nougat, they often just think everybody knows it. So they don't document it as well as it should be. Yeah. And nobody does. Nobody does. Let's be fair. I suck at documentation. Nobody swear at me about it, please. But you know, if, if you don't have to document all the registration stuff, if it's in a template, that's your onboarding. Use the template, check the box. Good to problem go. solved. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, I think that that does it for this one. Um, you know, who knew we could talk that long about templates, but we always seem to to manage to find a way to uh ramble on here and there. Um We were, we were good today. This was a shorter episode. Uh, shorter. Wasn't? Yeah, we're we're getting there. I don't see that. Yeah, 40, 46 minutes at now. We're good. Well, ho hopefully if, if everybody, you know, seems to be okay with 46 minutes of templates and you like the show, or maybe you have at least liked previous episodes, you would go consider subscribing, consider leaving us a review. I think Apple podcasts is the, you know, the, the gold standard of getting reviews. And so those are always appreciated. Um, you know, please, please drop a line there. And if you have ideas for show topics or uh, you'd like to suggest a plugin package or product, which, you know, we kind of skipped over the the subheading of. But I think it was hopefully evident that, you know, our picks this week would be the various different templates that exist out there that people have been working on that we talked about. So if yeah. you have a suggestion for for one of those uh, or you would just like to ask a question, uh, you know, drop us a line at our website, gotmobile.io. You can leave a voice message there with SpeakPipe. You can hit us up on all the social medias or email us at show at gonmobile.io. But with that, we'll see you later. Go uh, start adding my virtualist view to your template, please. <laughs> Ciao for now. <laughs> <laughs>